to hip hop heads, man. They say the stupidest shit. Like, so it's, I forget. I think it might have been like it might have been something with Drake, and it was it was like, oh, that's really cool. You met him, but like your shit crushes his. Or it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, it's just, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Like, no. I don't know, man. Hi, I'm Aaron, and welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, where we explore, well, you guessed it, hip hop. I'll be interviewing the best artists in the game while also taking some time to appreciate some new and classic albums. Make sure you like and subscribe to the show and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for any upcoming news and guests. Also, don't forget to check out my new Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle that will give you exclusive content and help me keep the show running and getting better. All right, let's get into it. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with an awesome guest uh, hailing out of Nova Scotia as well. Uh, I seem to get a few Canadians on this show, which I also love, but Quake Matthews has come through. Uh, and if you're not sure of Quake Matthews, he's been in the industry for, I think I saw on your Instagram, 18 years you've been doing music. Uh, recently dropped The Myth X in his, his most recent project. So make sure you check it out. He's done tracks as well with uh, people that I'm a huge fan of, Royce to 59 in the first album you ever dropped. Uh, and he's also done with Rex as well, a previous guest to the show. So uh, if you're not, 100% sure about Quake's credentials. Clearly, uh, some legends of hip hop have been, uh, you know, supporting you and and have been, you know, on that wave. So definitely worth checking out. But how does it feel, man? 18 years in the game, it feels like, you know, I'm sure like you click your fingers and time passes. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I, w- uh, man, I was thinking about it today, and I think I started music when I was 14. So I don't know if you could technically qualify that is in the game when you're just starting out you know what I mean a lot of us start on karaoke machines and different things of that but I think the first album I appeared on was a group album I did and that was like 2005 so either way it's been a long time man and I'm blessed to uh still be here still doing it and be on an incline you know I, I think that's the goal man for me anyways is um as long as I can steady incline and be in a better position than I was yesterday, then it's still fun to me. You know what I mean? Once it starts not becoming that and when, you know, people get stagnant and complacent, that's what I think is, is really not fun anymore. And it may be time to hang it up, but Hey, I'm still going, man. Can't complain. Well, I always have this question because like, it's a long period of time in a really tough industry. It's not like you're, you know, every, I feel like other industries have a pathway where you can see, you know, I do this and then I get this and this, this, and this, but music, because it's so subjective and because it's all up to the fans can be really challenging over the long period of time. How do you keep yourself from not getting beat down or, or like keeping the grind going? Oh, you don't, you don't keep, you don't, uh, you don't keep yourself from not getting beat down. Um, I think realizing that, you're going to get beat down and you're going to feel that way is a part of the journey. You have to accept there's just reality in this thing, man. Um, And it's kind of a blessing in a way because, you know, when things go wrong and and, and you do feel that beat down, it gives you time to reflect and analyze on the situation and maybe learn from what not to do next time. You know, if you just had an easy, breezy, smooth career, the minute something went wrong, 
you wouldn't know how to handle it. So I think that, you know, those times you are beat down, really, if you don't feel sorry for yourself and, and really take time to reflect and, you know, figure out what you could do different, I think that's just what builds character that is going to sustain the type of longevity that most artists, I'm sure, are looking for, um, myself anyway. Well, how do you how do you stop it from becoming like a long period of time? Because like I feel like there's a balancing act where you're like you got to be not hard on yourself, but you got to be hard enough to learn the lessons you need to learn. But then if you stay on it for too long, it becomes a real slump, and you're in a slump for like six months, twelve months. And I feel like, especially young artists, you see some of them they they get hot, or they like you they get some buzz, they they're starting to come up, and then all of a sudden they drop away for two years and it feels like the momentum they had just disappeared. Yeah, I feel you. Um, with me, I don't know with the, with the way things are going right now in the game, like it seems like it's just like, you got to flood, 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 and constantly be in people's faces, which is resulting in music that sounds like it's fast food music. You know what I mean? I think if you, there's artists that go away for five years and come back and change the world every time. Look at Frank Ocean or somebody who has, you know, undeniably great music. I don't think it matters, you know, the amount of time. Like such, like a Pusha T, for example. Like when's the last, he named his shit Daytona because he has the luxury of time. Um, I get it. Maybe it's not the same for young artists trying to build the buzz, but I think that we got to stop looking at the moment and, Look at this as a forever game, man. It's it's a forever game, and if you are, if you spend uh, four months, whatever it may be, two weeks, whatever, finding yourself doing whatever you need to do, I, I don't think you should beat yourself up. Um, if your heart's in it, then your heart's always going to be in it. You're always going to be thinking about it every day. The people that fizzle away are the people who become unsure if this is really for them or if they want to do it. Um, I, that never wavered for me. If I'm feeling down and beat up, um, it never, you know, I never thought like, okay, I'm really, really going to be done. Um, you know, you play with yourself sometimes in your mind, like, fuck, I might stop, but deep down, you know, that you're not going to. And again, I just think great music, however long that takes to make or build or whatever, I think it's always going to be undeniable in the world. Um, if it's something that dope. You know? Yeah, I tend to agree. I think, you know, you see all these artists who take a long time to drop a project. They do a really good job. The only problem is when you're coming up and I'm like, I'm like, I've got a foot in both camps where I'm like, I think some people release too much music too quickly and they don't actually, you know, reflect on it and sit on it and critically analyze it. But then I'm like, or as a young artist, I can understand because you're wanting to make money because everything costs you money. And the longer you sit, you know, putting projects together, that's a period of time where you're not actually making money. That's a period of time where you may have to have a, a, another job just to sustain the dream. So it's like, you know, they're trying to find this balancing act without going one far, one like choosing. One I, I don't. Th I don't think. I don't think you're gonna make. Uh, like, I don't know if you're gonna make that much money off the, off the jump anyways. Like you might get lucky and have, you know, one song or whatever that hits a million streams. That's like, what, $7,000, not even. I think you got to find other avenues to provide value 
while you're doing your dream. So for example, like if you look at somebody like a French Montana, he always knew he wanted to be a rapper, but he started with those DVDs, the Cocaine City DVDs. He was providing value, filming all these other artists. Meanwhile, he's meeting these artists as he's interviewing them. Boom, 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 the connections in the game. Like for example, what I'm what I did and what I'm doing is um I'm doing a lot of sync placements. So music for TV, television, movies. Uh, I just did an American Eagle commercial. I've had UFC, UFC, Beast by Dre. Um, of course, that's not the dream that I want to be doing is making music for that type of stuff, but it gives you that money and buys you time to allow you to work on what you're doing. And I think it's just, again, it's providing value to the market or to other people. And you're going to make these connections along the way um, when you're by, you know, when you're, when you're doing that. And then it's in turn going to benefit you in the long run within your own career, you know? Well, I love that as a, as a, like a concept of like still add value to the industry in some way that it doesn't have to. Yeah. Because everyone wants to take, 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 listen to my song, get on my record, take, 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 take. But no one ever is like the people that win are in the beginning. They're like, yo, what can I do for you? Or what can I, what can I provide? What can I give? It's all, everyone wants to take, 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 you know, listen to me, listen to blah, blah, blah. But as soon as you, as soon as you switch that mentality and start thinking about, okay, how can I provide value? Maybe you're a songwriter. Maybe you, you co-write with some other people. Maybe you get paid that way. Maybe you make movie uh, shit for sync. Like what I said, maybe you're good with a, with uh, a camera and you can fucking shoot videos for other more popping artists that are on, but it's, it's ways to get your foot in the door. And I think people got to start thinking of that instead of a lot of people just want to be the victim and say, think the world owes them something when reality, the world owes you nothing. And chances are there's millions of other people doing the exact same thing you're doing and you're not that special. So how are you going to stand up? You know? Well, why do you think? I don't know. Well, I think it's a good point that like, I think it's ego driven, like uh, entertainment generally is ego driven that people want to feel good and you want to feel good as the person creating the art. But what do you think it is that has really kind of popped that mentality that it's all about me and it's not about the collective good? Because I mean, hip hop is so collaborative anyway with features and you see people jumping on tracks and then you see, I mean, producers to me haven't gotten recognized for years and they're making rappers pop off. So it feels like a, weird kind of place where the rapper is always seeking you know recognition whereas there are so many people in the studio who just don't go recognized yeah i I don't i don't know what it is i think it's it's beyond rap like i think it's i think it's just in general man a lot of like sometimes a lot of people want to be the star they want to be they want to be the one to hit that lot or whatever it is i don't know I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. But if you have that that attitude, like that ego that you're better than everyone and whatever, if you if you have that attitude coming in, you better be the greatest of all time because no one's going to want to work with you. You're going to burn all your bridges. And the only thing that's going to sustain you at that, at that point is if you're better than everyone else. And even then, you can only be hot for so long. And the people you stepped on climbing up, you're going to have to see them when you're falling back down when they're going up. So, I mean, my, my, uh, 
theory is just be cool with everyone and 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 try to provide value to others and and be selfless because i think at times when you be selfless you get rewarded in ways beyond your wildest imagination than if you would have been greedy and took everything everything goes around everything goes around and comes back around man fact well have you ever worked with an artist that you felt was like really self-serving like did you have any experience of of that um not really man not really everyone like are you talking about like industry artists or like a young like a young either or like anyone that you were like you know what it feels like you know the the process here isn't tons of people come and go man tons of people come and go and the ones that are self-centered i've seen the most talented ever people and the ones that are self-centered they never last um and i don't know if it's a correlation a lot of the ones that are self-centered um, don't really like to work as hard either on the music and they end up lazy and they just fizzle themselves out anyways. So I just feel like, I just feel like there's an attitude um, that one needs a positive attitude for success in any industry, but this one, especially from my experience, you know? Yeah. I think the, the whole outlook of like, you know, one day at a time, one step at a time, look at your blessings rather than looking at, you know, everything is a curse is really important. Cause I mean, yeah, man, like bro, like even, even, uh, you know, when I start feeling like that, I got to check myself sometimes. Cause I'll be like, I'll be like, man, five years ago, even two years ago, three years ago, there's shit I'm doing right now that I would, that kid a few years ago would have dreamed of. You know what I mean? But then once you achieve that next level, you want to get to the next level. And once you get to that level, you want to get to the next level. And I think a lot of people don't take time to actually stop and smell the flowers and and and, and be grateful for, for the times they do level up. They just want to go right to the next level, the next level. And that shit is a never-ending chase because when are you ever satisfied? You're gonna be bigger than Jay Z, like what? And then, like you're not, you're, you know what I mean? It's just a never-ending chase. I seen Jay Cole talking about this, and it's just like, I think that if you turn inward and 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 be grateful for the things, that's how you feel sustained. Is gratitude because there's always another level. There's always, you know, there's always a. Uh, even clothing, like you ever buy a, a, a new whatever, fly coat or something, you first get it, you put it on, you feel that high, and then like a week later, it's on the ground and you want something else or whatever it is. That's it's never going to stop in life. And I think the only way to feel sustained is gratitude. And that's a, that takes a lot of people um, a long time to learn. And, and because it's constant reminders, even I have to still remind myself when I'm feeling like that. I have to stop and check myself. And it is about discipline, you know? I think it's also because like the people who tend to be successful are really motivated as it is. So because they're really motivated, like they'll set goals. And then when they hit the goal, they set the next goal and it's the next goal. And I'm sure even Jay-Z has moments where he's like, there's still more that I want to achieve and there's still more that I want to want to do. And then only when you realize that you're not like everybody else, it's like for him, he wants, he's just trying to continue changing music, change the game. I mean, he still is hustling. I think the only one you got to learn to compete with is yourself. Because like, 
even in even like it's just once you start comparing yourself to other people's journeys that's when you get fucked up because everybody has a different journey you you know what i mean everyone has a different journey uh not everyone not everyone experiences things in life at the same time you know what i mean people get married at different ages people get so if you're sitting here and 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 whatever someone does something that you want to do and then you're you're discouraged or whatever it's only going to rub off on you and make your experience worse because you're comparing it to someone else that's why in horse racing they put blinders on the animals because if they look to side to side they get fucked up they fuck up their whole entire race and and that's that's what i've learned man is you got to try to block it out and just try to make sure that you are bettering yourself every day and you're competing against yourself and then when you look at it that way that's how you can keep a steady incline i think that's why i've done that um but when you start comparing yourself to other people it's not your journey. They're not the same person as you. They're not, they haven't had the same experiences, same opportunities. Everyone experiences shit at their own pace. And I think that's one of the big things, you know? Yeah. I think it's, it's like the combination of like, we, now we see everyone's quote, quote, life, unquote, you know what I mean? Like we see their life on TikTok, on Instagram, and they're showing you what they want you to see. So then you're like, oh, I've got shit times. And then I compare. It's the highlight reel. Yeah. It's the highlight reel. You're comparing your normal life to everyone else's highlight reel. And a lot of times when people post those highlight reels, like I know people, I do it myself, but uh, I know people for sure, because I can get into that mentality for sure that when they're not feeling great about themselves, they post a picture or whatever of them doing something great so then they can get that reassurance from, from everyone else commenting and reacting. And then that becomes a drug because now you're basing your happiness off that shit and not your own, your own journey. And that's dangerous too. You know, um, I don't know, man, I, I would suggest anyone that's trying to do music or anything in life is a lot of shit that helped me is man, reading, learning, reading, learning about life, experiencing shit, traveling outside of where I'm from. Like, I think the better person you become, the better, and the more knowledge you have, the better artist you're going to be. And the better you're going to be able to navigate through this game and this life, you know? Well, I think reading in general helps musicians because it's like Hell yeah. it, it taps into this create creativity that you have and especially if you're trying to construct bars and you're trying to construct you know rhyming patterns and figure out which words fit here and there whereas like when you see the words and you read them you're like oh what if i pronounce it like this or what if like i fit it in here and it will start to open up paths like it feels like reading is underrated but most artists that i speak to talk about how important just reading is just not only for their own mental development and their own, you know, journey, but also for the art form. Hell yeah. And you know, what's crazy when you said, see the words, um, like I do audio books. So it's like, cause I retain information better by hearing it. And I think that comes from, you know, growing up studying, we'll use have tapes, studying rap tapes, hit and stop, writing the lyrics down, hit and play, writing the lyrics down, rewinding your tape, trying to like, you know, really studying it. And I feel like that's just how I learn better. So I would suggest anyone who doesn't want to read or finds it boring, um, get an audio book, man. If you're like me, it's just, shit is just like listening to music. You can retain it. It goes by quick. You know, it's all good. Well, I think I'm an uh, audio learner as well, personally. But when did you figure that out? Like, when did you go, you know what? 
this is the for me the easiest way to learn. Because in school, when I was in school, well, I don't know. I don't think we had fucking audio books. I'm sure there was, but it wasn't like an app on your phone. And when I discovered that, it's like I never read a book through school. Like I could, I'd be, I'd read a page, and by the time I finished the page, I would be thinking about something else, and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know what I just read. I'd just be going through the motions. And and when the audio books started popping off or whatever, like a few years ago. I started just getting into them and they, they, they held my attention. Like they really held my attention. And I was like, damn, okay. And that's when I really just fell in love with, with, you know, buying all kinds of them. And at first I was like, damn, like I'm spending $20, $30, you know, like I I was having a hard time justifying it every, every couple of days, whatever. But then it's like, you go look at a double drink at a bar. It's like, that's the price of literally you taking a shot. Like, you could better yourself. So you, once you look at it that way, you know, it's a no brainer. It's also like really helpful to be able to go out, go for a walk or like do exercise and still listen oh, yeah. to something like that's what I love is like, I can jump in the car and I can throw an audio book on, or I can throw a podcast on and I can learn while also driving. Like it's just reading. And, and I feel like that's, that's society now is we can't do one thing at a time because we're always on the go and we should be able to do one thing at a time. But like, I think the audio version is so accessible because you can do just your general life stuff and still get. That's a great point too. Like you can't work out and read a book. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's a good point. You can't drive a car and read a book. Like, well, you shouldn't. I think that's what we're trying to say. You shouldn't drive a car and read a book. Yeah, you should. I'm sure you can. You you can. I'm sure you can. You know, damn. Well, what what have you been reading recently? Uh, recently, uh, shit. I, I just bought Will Smith's audio book, and he reads it. So I'm getting into the part right now where he uh, where he's like getting into hip hop and shit. Uh, is 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 pretty dope. And there's another one called it's Dale Carnegie. I'm reading right now. I'm doing two at once right now. Um, the Dale Carnegie is. I think it's how how to influence something about how to influence people or something like that. Is that um, how to make friends and influence people? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's a really good book. That's just like a self development book. Yeah, yeah, that's man. That's pretty much all I do. Um, the self development. Um, rarely I'll do like a autobiography or something unless it's like someone super dope or that I'm interested in. You know, um, I feel like Will's gonna have a crazy story, so I. I had to grab that one. The one thing about audiobooks is like I can be interested in a book and then I hear the voice that's reading it and I'm like, no, I can't do it. Oh, that happens to me. Do you know Eckhart Tolle? Yeah. Yeah, Eckhart Tolle or Tolle, I don't know how you pronounce his name. When he, like his books, like, bro, I bought two of his books. As soon as I start, like, as soon as I hear his voice, I can't do it. Like, I don't know why. I just can't do it. Like, I just can't do it, man. I'm like, damn. It just turns me off. No disrespect to him. I just, it just, I can't do it. Who had a dope book? Ross had a best book, but it was super short. But it was, uh, I man, I go through that one a couple times because it's only, it's only a few hours. But uh, Russ, he got a dope ass book, and he reads it, so you can feel him when he's talking about his journey. Like you can actually feel the person that's going through it. You know, you can hear the, hear the emotion and the different inflections and the nuances. I think it just adds to, to the story. You know. Yeah, I remember trying to. I'm a big fan of Tyson Fury, the boxer. 
And mm-hmm. he's got a really interesting story. He he came back from depression and drug addiction and he was world heavyweight champ undefeated. And I remember buying his book and literally he he's there for 30 seconds and then a friend of his is reading it. And I'm like, I wanted to hear your voice because like, I'm a fan of you. And like, I want to hear your voice, tell the story, not your friend. And that shit is probably so tedious to record. You know what I mean? Especially a boxer been hitting the head that many times. Like <laughs> he probably fuck, he probably tried to do two couple pages and was like, no, fuck this. <laughs> I mean, Pro- Prodigy's book, Prodigy Reads, his whole oh, hell thing. Yeah. That's, bro, that's, let me show you this. Bro, this is the first book I think I ever read, like book, book. But yeah, I got I got this. And then uh, I opened for him, man. I actually got, that's the only rap autograph I got. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, and he wrote, and it was dope as fuck because I didn't ask him for it. When I was talking to him, I was holding the book. I want to ask him. He's like, you want me to sign the book? And he did. And he put two quake. Like, he never asked my name. Like, he knew my name. And that, that was kind of like, whether someone told him or he saw me open or whatever. But that was a fucking crazy moment for me. I'm like, damn, he didn't even ask my name. He just wrote it. I was like, that's fire. Because that's one of my favorite MCs of all time. Prodigy, that's, that's up there for me. P's one of my guys, man. So, so how did you meet him? How did that come about? I opened for I opened for Mob Deep when they came to uh, Halifax. So how was that connection built? Um, shit, I forget who was putting on that show. Uh, one of the promoters in the city was putting on the show, and and um, I'm 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 one of the prominent people in the city, I guess you could say, without without sounding like a fucking asshole. But <laughs> I'm the best. I, 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 I'm, one the people, I'm one of the people doing it, man. And uh, yeah, I think the promoter knew, or I, I might have hit them up, and I was like, I have to be on that show because, like, I think people know me as, like, a, I'm a huge fucking Mob Deep fan. I love Mob Deep. I'm, I'm very, I vocalized that throughout the past however many years I've been doing it, so... Yeah, however that happened. And then after the show, um, Havoc was like, I think Havoc was buzzed up. Like he was arguing with some girls, like slamming the door and like commotion. I'm like, man, this is exactly the mob deep experience I wanted. And then P was just chill. Like he just sat there and he talked to us for a while. And man, it's so crazy because I was just, I just did a show in the same venue and I hadn't been there in a while. But that night he like, he did like the whole door in like graffiti downstairs in the green room, like the whole door. Like he drew buildings, like um, every borough, like Queens, Manhattan. He'd he made a big like fucking mur- like graffiti shit on the whole door. And I was there the other um, last weekend and the whole shit was painted over. Really? I was like, man, it was crazy. Like someone just maybe not knowing or maybe they're like, oh, we're going to fix up the place or whatever. I was like, damn, that's crazy. I would have fucking, I would have took that door, man. You know, yeah. but what are you going to do, man? So how was it like, because to me meeting someone that, or a group and people that you idolize and look up to for a long period of time. And then when you actually meet them, that experience can be surreal. How was it actually, you know, talking to them and meeting them and like, did, did it meet your expectations? Like, did you, did you feel anything in particular when you spoke to them? 
Hell yeah, hell yeah. I never talked to Havoc. I never talked to Havoc. He was doing his own thing. Um, but yeah, P was just a down-to-earth, genuine dude. Like, you know, it was like like anyone. Like, you talking to anyone. Like, you just shooting the shit. Like, it was really that, like that. Like, he was cool. He was, he never had that celebrity ego, like nothing. Like, he was just cool. And that's how a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people are, man. Like, like some of my heroes that became my friends and shit, like Freeway, like, it's like, but they're all like people, down to earth people, most people, you know? And I don't know if it's a correlation that like, it's just the type of artist or the type of people I look up to and admire. Maybe that has something to do with it, that I, it, maybe I subconsciously like factor that in that, that, you know, a stand up people that I look up to, but a, a lot of my heroes I met, most of them, all fucking cool all of them I, i've i've yet to have a really like bad experience where i'm like damn i wish i never met that person like they were an asshole like that never really happened to me maybe once or twice i don't i i can't even recall i also you know? feel like you know they're also people as well and they can just be having a shit day like you know what i mean that's that's, that's one thing that's one thing i i, I realized as well because like me, I'm, I'm the person like that. I literally, I appreciate, I know I don't have a crazy huge worldwide audience, but I appreciate everyone. And I'm the guy that will like take time and take every picture. And like, I really have no ego at all. And uh, that, that what you're about to say, that really hit me one time when someone was like, yeah, when I first met you, like you were like, you weren't that nice to me or something. And I'm like, damn, like, what could that have been? But then you forget that it's human beings. Like maybe I was, maybe my girl just broke up with me over text or maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe something just happened or maybe I would. And that's what you got to remember. So it's like, maybe that person just having a bad day. They're only human at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. It's so weird. Cause the pressure that you would feel because someone's built you up their whole life. They, 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 they wanted to meet you their whole life. And so they listen. They to feel you like they know you. They feel like they know you. Yeah, and then but then you because you've had and and artists have these hundreds of these interactions, so it's like you know at some point it gets tiring to be that high and that energetic, and then like like you're right, you may have gone through a breakup or it's just been a rough day, it's stressful, you're organizing yeah. a bunch of shit or you can't get the recording time, whatever it is, it's just yeah. it hits you, and then it's like that that one fan, it's like the 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 hay that broke broke the camel's back it's like that one piece and it's just like i can't i'm exhausted now yeah 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 it's crazy because i i've had i have the weird window like because of both sides of it because like i'm also a huge fucking fan of this shit so it's like you get to i guess when you go through it you can kind of you can kind of um sympathize with with another artist who maybe is having a bad day or whatever you know yeah, but then like at least that fan who said that was like he had a better experience when he came to see you again. So I think sometimes yeah, you just got to have that perspective of like, you know, just give him a pass. And I feel like we're yeah, really yeah, yeah. quick to crucify people without like actually understanding what they were going through. Big time. We we jump to assumptions, man. And uh, I, I think that's something that's something. That's from another book I read, man. The Four Agreements: Never Assume Anything. Um, 
Yeah. Do you know whose book was awesome? Was Fifty Cent's book? Uh, I never read it. The I think. Um, 40, 50th law? Not the fiftieth law, the one after. It was like hustle harder, hustle smarter. Okay, I never read it. I never is does he does he read the yeah. audiobook? So fiftieth law oh, okay. is I think it's I'm not sure fiftieth law is read by him. I think it's read by Robert Green, who he wrote it with, who's awesome. Okay. Um but hustle But is the hustle hard one? That's read by him? That's read by him. That's dope. Wow. I was obsessed with that. Okay, I'm gonna check that out, man. Thank you for that. You put me on to that. Yo, I just had a, uh, I just had a, sh- uh, a song in his show, um, Power Book, two, the Ghost one, Power Book. Uh, I think it's Power Book two, Ghost. I don't, I, 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 forgive me. I never saw the Power shows, none of them. But uh, yeah, I thought, man, I was hyped because I heard they were gonna do it. I thought it was gonna be some crazy like gangster scene like met the man's in the show a yeah. bunch of people's i'm like i can't wait to see like what this is gonna be and it's, it's a sex scene bro like the song doesn't <laughs> even really match i'm just like i can't even post this shit like <laughs> but it's funny as hell glad to be in the show though nonetheless man yeah it's so funny that like you're like oh, imagine if method man was there and listening and like but like that's what i'm saying yeah. like my shit's I, method man driving down the street or something playing my song like i i was like maybe it'll be you know, your imagination runs wild, but yeah. Glad to be there though, man. Do you know what that's like? That's like when I interview you and I'm like, oh, you've met Drake and then Drake might see this and Drake might want to come on the show. And it's like this, this like, you know, pathway of like, it's, it's honestly the, the dream has to be there because it just keeps you going. Like of just what could happen. Of course, of course. Like I think that, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people would say, you know, it's foolish or it's unrealistic, but I, I fucking, I, that does keep me going, that type of shit. Because 99% of the time, it's not going to happen the way you, you think, but sometimes it does, man. And when that shit does and, and does happen like that, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, uh, it's the best. Um, I believe in the law of attraction, too. So it's like, I feel like you gotta, you gotta uh, visualize that shit. You gotta put that frequency out in the world and that shit will bounce back if, if you, uh, if you focus on it long enough, I guess. Well, I mean, some, something, it happened crazy to me is like, I interviewed sick flow who, uh, is like, uh, black's dad spelt with a six. So that's his dad. Um, Oh, black. I, I, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 and yeah. he's dope. And he works with like MOP sticky fingers, Fredro star. So what, what does black's dad do? He's a rapper, but he also does, no way. and he also does um, like videography and he, he MCs and he does everything. He's an awesome guy. Like he's, he's got bars as well. Like he is a killer on the mic. Like actually. That is crazy, bro. I didn't know that, man. His son is dope, man. His son is super dope. I actually know his, uh, his uh, tour manager, um, but yeah, fuck. I didn't, I didn't know that, man. I'm going to look that up. I didn't even know. I didn't, I didn't realize. And and then we, and then as I was doing research leading up, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like it's literally a family of like stars, but I, I interviewed him and then a Fredro star and sticky fingers shared my story on their Instagram. And I was like, holy shit. Now legends are aware of me. And I was just like, yeah. you know, when you start, it's like, they're at the tippy top and just being able to be like, 
you know, it's a little wins that keep you going the whole way through. Hell yeah, man. And like half the, half the, um, half the battle, just being in those rooms. Like, I guess it's a virtual, but you know what I mean? Be in the room, like being there, like doing it, doing those interviews. And eventually that shit is just going to snowball, whatever it is you're doing. Um, someone's going to tell someone and there's going to be moments like that, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing when it happens. By the way, your post with Drake was so funny. Where <laughs> so if anyone who hasn't checked it out, it's on his Instagram, and it's like you're just you're really blurry, but you're in the background, and then it's the curb your enthusiasm music, and it's unreal. I I watched it like three times, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I uh, I kind of regretted. Uh, I don't. It doesn't matter. But in the moment, I like I. I We've, we've, me and uh, Pat Stay, uh, I didn't watch Battle Rap. No, I don't. Okay, Pat Stay, he's like one of the best in the world. He's from where we're from. So it was his battle. And we were there and we've known, we all came up in Canada and stuff. We've, so we've known Drake for a, a long time. And, and I think our mentality was like, oh, there's so many people asking for pictures. And it's like, man, like, that's just some corny shit. So I, I was like, fuck it. And then when I got home, I was like, man, we, we went to California. We did this like Drake birthday event. We did all this cool shit, met all these cool people. I was like, we, ha- we don't have one fucking picture from our vacation. And I was like, damn, that kind of, that kind of, you know what I mean? Like that kind of sucks. I wish we had something. And then I'm just scrolling through my explore page and I see that, that clip, like it's like Drake daily and I see that shit. So I just put the Kirby enthusiasm shit to it and, made a made a little funny thing with it man but it's better than what you could have done which is like hey see me with drake it's better because you made a yeah. joke out of it like it, it made it i don't know to me it works yeah like i i don't know yeah i made i made i made a uh made i think i made a cool little laughing piece out of it man i mean yeah it was it was it was a dope fucking weekend man um yeah if you don't if you uh if you got some time, check out Pat Stay, P A T S T A Y. He's a he's a battle rapper, man. He's he'll be one of your favorites, man. I'll definitely You'll check love him out. It. I'm gonna write it down in my phone right now because I will 100 percent forget. But something I wanted to ask you was like, uh, it was Pat Stay. Yes, sir. There we go. He's in there. Something I wanted to ask you was like. Obviously, seeing Drake and like growing up around, like he he's very different to what you would have seen when he was younger. How is it like seeing the evolution of an artist like that? Because like he's arguably the biggest artist in the world, or he's definitely yeah. in, in the top five biggest artists in the world right now. But how is it like being like you can see the pathway, or you saw the trajectory, and you knew him? before he was actually, you know, as big as he is now. Yeah. Um, I just want to correct just in case someone might misinterpret it, but I didn't, I didn't grow up around him. Like we're from Halifax. He's from Toronto. Like he's a long, long way away, but at the same time, it's a Canadian rap scene. So it's not that big. And yeah, it's actually the, the weirdest thing is like when we, when I was like really starting to get into it, like 16, 17, um, I was with like a group, that he was running with the group and I was running with the group and the group didn't like each other. Like there were, there was disc records and like, that's how I even heard of him. So it was like the first time hearing of him was like 
was taught like these got fuck this guy like that was what i was taught and then and then like i got to meet him like two years later and he this was like when uh what's the first so far gone so he was already like now he's like a star but i got to see all the lead up like on these message boards from like arguing on message boards to now oh shit little wayne called him oh shit now these guys i remember seeing him in the in, in uh with trey songs and i was like holy fuck like this guy got a song with trey songs like this is is now it's getting serious and then even even as far up to when when i first saw him in that uh video with rihanna like oh nah nah but when i saw that on tv and like i saw him standing there with rihanna i was like oh my god like this is this is real like this is getting crazy and then obviously from that point on like just seeing what he's done breaking beatles records and shit like it's just it's 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 fucking incredible it's inspiring it's really inspiring and he's honestly one of my favorite rappers um ever and and i mean rappers rappers i think when i think it's misconstrued that a lot of people say well yeah he makes bangers and he makes pop music but we're talking about rappers no i'm talking about when he raps when he raps the straight song all the way through um usually the song has a title with a time and a place you know what i mean when he did when he gets on that shit like i really think there's not many people if any fucking with him at all um I know for my own personal artistry, like whenever I hear him snap on something, like it makes me want to grab a pen and fucking go do something. Like there's very few left that make me want to do that. When I hear a song, when I stop what I'm doing and like, all right, I have to do something crazy now. And he's one of the people, man. And I, I think he is for a reason. It's incredible. Artist of the decade, man. Like how he went from arguing with us on message boards in our mother's basements to standing on TV with Rihanna, then now the artist of the decade. Like, it's crazy. Crazy. Inspiring. Yeah, I mean, it's it's inspiring because, I mean, in a weird way, you had an influence on his life and his career. And if it wasn't for the back and forth, he may not have been in a place that he needed to be in like he every experience nah, he nah, has, nah. i'm just saying i'm just saying this <laughs> is my this is my type of thinking you're not going to take credit for this but like every experience you have leads to where you end up so it's like even tell you a cool thing that did happen though like recently i don't know about back then but recently um i recently i put out a song and i named it no friends in the industry and i hadn't talked to him in a few years and uh he hit me up and said uh Yo, that's crazy. I got a song. It's like half done. It's supposed to be for my new album, No Friends in the Industry. He's like, that's wild. Like, what are the chances we got the same name? And then we started joking around for a bit, blah, 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 blah. And then um, I hit him like a few months later and I was like, I don't know how, I don't know if you realize, but you reaching out to me and showing love. I was like, that meant a lot because I was going through a really dark time. Like I got attacked by a dog, Pitbull, like bit my face off, couldn't record. I was, I was really going through it man and then he that's when he messaged me and then he hit me back and he was like yo i want to thank you too like our conversation motivated motivated me to finish that song no friends in the industry and he's like now it's like one of the hardest songs on the album and then you know seeing that album come out the certified lover boy and seeing that no friends in the industry like i was like damn that is something that's something you could you know that i i, I could be like damn like that's a that's a moment that really happened so I, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Like that shit can happen, man. You can affect people 
indirectly. And it's crazy. Crazy. Well, it's just crazy to think that like he is aware, like he still like follows you enough to be like, Hey, you know, I saw something yeah. that you did or like, because those people you're like, they, how do they have time to be aware of anybody? One time I asked, um, cause this, 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 this happened another time. We were, we were at a, a press conference. This was like 2015 or some shit. And he was, he was interviewing Pat, the battle rapper, Pat stay my boy. And he goes, you look happy. Like you did in a uh, quake Matthews summertime wind. It's a song I did video. I did. And he like points to me. Like, I'm like, I go up to him. I'm like, how do, I'm like, how the fuck? Like, I think I was his friend. I'm like, how the fuck does he know that? He's like, he, he sees everything. And I'm, and then I'm like, damn, like, and then I read the Russ book too. And he's like, if you like, he's like, I literally studied ev- everything. Like I see everything. And it's like, it kind of makes sense, man, because it's like to be that big, I guess you got to know what you're up against. You got to know everybody else's move. Like he's really aware of like what everyone else is doing, I guess. Like, and I think that's like a genius level shit. Even, even he said that, he, I think it was an interview. I don't want to misquote him, but it was like, he's scared of the kid in the basement that's coming to take his spot. Like not saying myself, but just, you know what I mean? Who, whoever, like he, he's watching that shit and he's aware of all angles. And I think that's why he's lasted part of the reason why he's lasted so long. He had, he had, the, he had he's had the longest run in, in hip hop history on top. I think, right. Who else? Who else has had a longer run being like literally on top, on top? Like you could say Jay-Z had a long run, but it's like he's not like he's not. You know what I mean? Like Drake's still. The the only one that I think of is like Kendrick, but like he's not as prolific in the sense that he's not dropping projects as much as Drake is dropping. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I think. Like personally, when it comes to Drake, like I love his his rap. Like I I'm with you. Like if you're not reading this, it's too late. Was such a good album because he went so hard on so many tracks, and it was mm-hmm. just I was obsessed with it. But like because he has such a wide ranging fans and his skill set is so wide reaching, he he's not going to drop a full rap album because it doesn't hit all the fan bases. He does something for everyone. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like I I think that's calculated too. So the uh, like there's ones that I'm gonna like more than others, but then there's there's ones that surprise you. Like there's 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 I learned to he he almost gets me into liking shit that I wouldn't normally like or like to give it a chance or like you know what I mean. Like there'll be ones that are, that will catch me. Like when the hop line bling hit when that started, I was doing sound check at a show and the DJ played the song. I go, what the, what the fuck is that? I go, that's a fucking slap. I go, that's going to be a bang. You watch. I was like, I love this song. And then it becomes, you know, one of the commercial songs that a hip hop purist would probably say they don't like, but well, one dance as well. One dance. Yeah. So goddamn catch, catchy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Super dope, man. It, it, it must mean that he has the right people around him as well, because like, I feel like the artists that, you know, continue to stay really successful and the people who continue to make a career have the right people around them and they support them in the right way. They give them the right advice. And, you know, I feel like that 
is what you see more often is the right team makes the artist successful. I'm sure, I'm sure he does. Um, I'm not around him enough to know, like, I know a few people that's around him, but I, I don't know their process, but, but obviously he does, you know what I mean? If he had a, if he had a dysfunctional squad of people around him, I don't think he'd be where he he's at today. You know, obviously they have it down to a science more than anyone else. Uh, like that's, yeah, like they, he's transcendent rap, man. He's like a, he's like a Michael Jackson, man. Like he's not even in the rap category really anymore. Like it's crazy. It's crazy, man. If we can shift back to Project, because I actually wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite album of Mob Deep? Do you have one that to you stands out? Like what's your, what's your feeling? Because when I was reading the book, I was like, these guys are dysfunctional in general like their life yeah. is insane like they're the complete opposite but like yeah, their yeah. dysfunction made them so unique like it just added all the character to what they needed like they were just talking about their lives essentially yeah i like i love hell on earth man i love hell on earth uh i i don't know like again i think you i, I think you relate the music to like your experience so like i remember going to the store and buying that red cd cover with the fire and flames with my own money as a kid and putting that shit in and like you know i'm like it, it i think that certain music you catch it it's timing like you catch it at a certain moment in your life and then it's is is with you forever like you know um certain music is like it brings back memories it's like oh i remember exactly where i was in life if I heard hell on earth today as a 32 year old man, like maybe I wouldn't have the same, maybe I wouldn't associate it with those times of me learning to become a man or me in high school or me wanting to be an artist of my own or, you know what I mean? Like, I just think that it's the, the timing of just when you hear something like, so to me, it was, it was hell on earth for me. Like I, I, I fucking love that, that album. I, I agree to me, hell on earth. Like I think that as a project is so clean. Like the production yeah. on there, like every track is a killer. Like there's no, you, you almost Havoc, can't skip a track. Havoc's the underrated um, producer, I think too. Like when, 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 when the hip hop, um, you know, when you, when people start doing their lists and shit or naming off producers, I feel like he never gets like, he never gets mentioned as much as he should. Um, well, I think he's underrated as an MC as well. He's, I think so too. Like, I think so too. Like, man, he might even like, I don't know. Like, he might even rap more technically, like rhymey than Prodigy. But it's just the attitude and the the whole aura is just Prodigy's a fucking uh, star. Like, you can't. He has it. He has something that's indescribable the X factor, you know what I mean? And some people not saying that Havoc doesn't, but obviously that prodigy is the star of the group. Like, you know, but yeah, he's underrated as an MC too. I agree. I always thought that like, if Havoc wasn't competing against prodigy, he would get what he deserves in terms of credit, but he's, but because he's like, when you're on the same track with a guy who is arguably one of the greatest rappers of all time, then all of a sudden you get compared to him all the time. And so it's like, do you think big boy has that problem too? 100%. I 100% believe that. 
Andre 3000 has such a unique voice and such a unique way that he goes about it. But I actually think that's the challenge with like duos is that there's one of them who just edges the other one out. And I think mm-hmm. on their own, they would have got the, it's like, it's so weird. Cause it's like an alternate universe. They could, wouldn't have, you don't know what could have happened on their own, but together they're the perfect combo. I think if there's ever, if there's, ever a time where one doesn't edge the other out like that it's like even maybe it doesn't happen even in groups like every group has like the superstar it has the like you know the person who like can go on to make their career or is the person that they're known for it's like but i think it's it's because of the fans it's not because of them it's because the fans choose essentially they are the ones who decide yeah I got to agree. And a lot of groups break up or they hate each other or whatever. You know what's crazy? The, uh, I think like the only group I've never heard of beefing with each other, never heard anything is the locks, man. Never. There's never, and there's still, there's still a well-oiled machine as we saw in the, uh, the dip set battle. Like, man, I've never heard of one fallout beef, nothing between those three. And it seems like they still get along. They still go to interviews together. They still do shows together. I feel like they really still hang with each other. It's crazy. And I think the only way to do that is to, uh, to check the ego at the door, which is definitely difficult to do in a group of people in a competitive sport. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. One dream, one team. That's that's the mentality yeah. that has to be. But, I mean, I think the real challenge is when solo artists become a group. Like, I think slaughterhouse had that problem when they came together because from what i heard it was like at some point they also wanted to do solo projects and then it got in the way of them being able to do a you know group project so it's like it starts to get messy when when you do i think the only ones who really nailed that model was wu-tang who were able to drop solo projects, but always come together as a group. But even Wu-Tang, you'd probably say Method Man is like the the star of the show. And then you've got, you know, Ghostface Killer. You've got RZA who produces. And it's just natural that people will gravitate. I think, Ray, I think Ray is my favorite, man, if I had to pick one. I think Raekwon is my favorite. But yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen Wu-Tang arguing for sure, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe three is the magic number. So if two get in a dispute, the, the third guy can weigh in and maybe that, I don't know, the trifecta, the locks, the only ones I've seen, man, to not argue or have a falling out. Even P and Habit were dissing each other and shit. All the time. That, was, that shit broke my heart. He, he had a, he had the whole, uh, after the book, Havoc had a whole disc with a video and everything on it. That was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Leave the ego at the door. Because something I wanted to ask you was like, why do you think that, because most artists I've spoken to, they started in a group. Like when they're young, they start in a group. Why do you think that is rather than starting solo? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I started in a group as well. Um, I think when you do, okay, here's my theory. I just thought of it. But I think when you start doing music, it's strictly, it's strictly like for the fun. And what other fun than to go on road trips with three or four of your friends or 
come to the studio and get drunk with three or four of your friends and 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 move like that. And then it's not even it's it's easier too because it's not even the weight's all not even on your back. Like you write one verse and then you're gonna have other people doing the verse. And then that way if people don't like it, maybe maybe you're scared to put it out there too. If people don't like it, then they can come down on all three of you or or you're not singled out. You're not you're not putting yourself out there alone as a single fucking flag flapping in the breeze you know you have more to fall back on maybe that's it um a combination of those things but that's a good point people always start in groups and it always uh it always fizzles off but i think it's because it's funner it's funner to be around people and collaborate with people but then when you start taking it serious and it becomes like okay this is my job now chances are that you're gonna have a different outlook and if the group you know is not really just for messing around anymore I think that's the big thing is like, and obviously you do it together and it's just like a cool thing that you guys do and it's not serious yet. And then as soon as it becomes serious, you're like, you know what? And there'll be people in the group who never want to take it seriously. They'll always exactly. see it as fun. And so I think that's, that's kind of where the avenue is. I mean, with this podcast, I used to do it with two of my friends and we used to just review hip hop albums. That's how it started. And then I was like, I want to start interviewing people they didn't want to. They were just happy with where it was. And then I was like, you know what? I want to see this take off. And like, we just went our separate ways. It's just the same That's thing. the way it goes, man. It's the way it goes. I don't feel bad. I was I was on a podcast too. <laughs> shit, man. Shit. Yeah. Kind of fizzled off, you know? I feel like podcasting seems easier than it is. Like it... Ours was ours was dope. Like ours ours was like taking off, like getting number because like, it was with uh it was with Pat's day and two of my other friends. So Pat, he's a huge worldwide following. And then we we're all actually friends. So it was like funny, like it, but it's just again, it's like getting four people on the same page and to meet up consistently and and okay, this person wants this edited out and that person wants that part taken out and it's just a fucking headache, man. It's just crazy. And also, because you got to do it consistently. That's the hard part. It's like doing yeah. this and talking is not difficult at all. Like I always say to people, like, this is the easiest part of what yeah. you have to do. The hard part is <laughs> all the rest. Now you got to edit it. You got to promote it. You got to uh, uh, everything else, you know, upload it, mix the audio. I'm sure all that shit. Yeah. Crazy. But like, yeah, I, I like it's so weird because I like see message boards of people who are like, you know, what should I do a podcast about? And I'm like, just choose whatever the fuck you're interested in. It's like saying, what yeah. should I write a song about? You write a song on what you want to write a song on or what you know. You don't just write a song because you think that's the hot topic. It's never going to pop because you have no passion there. Yes, bro. I was telling artists in my city this, like, bro, it's exactly what it is. And people can, People can, the viewer or listener, whatever you want to say, they're not stupid. Like people can tell if you're just doing something with no passion behind it to just try to get ahead. Like a uh, younger artist from the city was like, yeah, I listen to the top Spotify playlist every day. And I try to take something from each song and then put it all into my own. I'm just like, bro, that's not going to work. Like that's not going to work. If you don't have something that you're pa passionate about or you have the passion behind it, it's not going to work. But um, again, what you said about picking the topic, like I think we're in the best position 
we ever were in mankind for like niche shit to be bigger than it ever was. Because now there's avenues you can connect with these similar people like you. Before, it's like you had a niche, like you had like, say you did some like obscure music, okay? And then like maybe not a lot of people are going to hear about it. But now on shit like TikTok, there's people blowing up on like all kinds of different shit. Like a dentist. All right, I'm a dentist. Like he's attracting all these other people who have similar career like it's crazy now i feel like if you have a niche and you stick to your niche it's a lot easier um to make it it's almost a better chance to make it if you have a niche than trying to do a little bit of everything you know and the fan is really smart fans are smart people don't give them enough credit especially now with so much out there they can they know what real and fake is. They know the difference yeah. between someone who's like, I care about this and I'm genuinely interested versus someone who's like, oh, I'm just doing it because I think it'll get me rich quick. They never yeah. support that dream because they're like, why would I give you my attention? Of course. Of course. They, they, they are very, very smart. And like, yeah, I've done it. I've done it, man. I've taken stabs at things where I'm like, ah, maybe this will work out. Cause like, it's crazy. Like I had a, I had a song that ended up doing very well on the radio by fluke. I, I didn't sit down and be like, I'm going to write a radio song. I sat down with a country writer and, and another one of my friends and we organically made this fucking song one day. And then the shit started going. Like it just started going crazy. It was on all the pop radio. Like I'm not a pop. It was everywhere. And it was just lightning in a bottle. And then, so when that started working, I'm like, okay, like, fuck, this is, this is easy. Then I, I try to do a pop radio song a few times after that. And it never worked. Never, ever, never worked. Then I had to learn. I'm like, damn, like, this is, this is not as easy as what it is. The reason why the first one worked is because it was a genuine song that we did we didn't even think about this shit but when you sit down and try to think like all right i'm gonna try to make a fucking radio or whatever it is you're fucked you're fucked you know what was the song called it was called confessions it was uh it was there's a writer there's a writer from nova scotia named gordy sampson he's a huge country writer he actually wrote uh jesus take the wheel if you know that song big song he's from here so he he does this camp it's done now, but he did he did this camp every year for young Nova Scotia artists. They bring us up, beautiful place, give us cabins and shit, and you get in different groups and you do two groups a day and you do a song, three hour sessions, and just one of the and you get one chance to write with Gordy. Everyone gets one session with him, and that was my session with him, and we just made this song called Confessions, and the shit started just going up on the radio. Then it was on. Uh, the prime minister made a Spotify playlist, uh, Justin Trudeau, and shit was on the playlist. Now, now we're meeting him. All, it just started going like it was like lightning in the bottle. It started going like, and then yeah, and then I so I, I thought that this is what you're supposed to do. So I started trying to do other songs like you know like radio songs and shit like that. It just none of it worked. None of it worked. It's so weird so how now, intention is key. That like. Your your intention should be to just make the best song I can. That's it. Hell yeah. Rather than because I feel it's it's just so hard to be like I'm gonna make a pop song or I'm gonna make this song or I'm gonna make that song. Like being a an artist is hard enough. 
let alone I to think, make it so specific? I think there's a misconception of people that are, let's say, lyrical hip hop or people who do, you know, people who are hip hop purists or whatever, who are lyrical and can really rap. I think there's a misconception that what some mainstream artists do is easy. Like, oh, if I want to just go over here and slap the auto tune on, I could do what Future does. Uh, no, you couldn't. Like, he's really good at doing that because it's him. He's really good at doing him. You know what I mean? And I think that that's, uh, that's like, people try that. Like, they try to just be like, oh, well, I can just make a sellout song. I'm going to dumb down the lyrics and uh, it's going to be the biggest pop song ever because it's easy. No, you compete with people that actually fucking do this every day and that's what they excel in. You can't just jump over there and do it. And, and, and that's what it is. It's like, if you're not being you, if you're not being the best you, then you're competing. You're competing as a fake someone else against the real them. And that shit is not going to work. Just not going to work. Well, do you know, so at the end of the day, being yourself is, is what it is. Do you know one thing that is underrated is beat selection. Those artists, they choose the perfect beats to match their voice. Like to me, yeah. we spoke about French Montana. French Montana, I'd never go because I think he's going to spit lyrical shit. I go mm. because his beat selection is amazing. He just knows. And he can, he can spit lyrical shit too. Like he has that New York MC in him on certain songs. Like when I when I first started fucking with French, he was on all sample based beats and rapping and like going. And, and then, you know, he transitioned to the mainstream artist he is now. But like, I feel what I feel what you're saying. It's a science behind it. But I just want to say for the record, I can list you some songs where French is, French is going, you know? Well, that's that's what I'd want. I mean, his new album that dropped, he has so many. I never listened to it. He's, honestly, I just went through and he's got so many amazing beats on there. He's, it's like it's unreal. He just It's like he's figured out his perfect sound and he's got the perfect engineers because it sounds so crisp. Like it's clean yeah. and it's just... Yeah, I I literally just went through and just picked a bunch of tracks where I'm like, fuck, that is awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, man. And I think it's okay. Like, I think you, uh, I think you are probably like a, a hip hop head, like I am, or whatever. But I think it's okay. I think a message that we should send too is that it's okay to like other styles of hip hop. Like, it's just like I feel like people want to crucify people for, you know what I mean? Like, if some like you see the comments, well, why are you listening to Drake when, when you could listen to KRS-One or you, you know, whatever the narrative is? Like, I think we should start empowering and saying it's okay to fucking like different shit and, and every, everything has its place, you know? I agree. It's all mood-based. Like, I, I sometimes I need a, just a slap, a song that slaps or a song that bangs and, like, I don't need, like, yeah. in-depth lyric. Like, one of my friends, he showed me a Young Thug track that I've been obsessed yes. with ever since he showed me. I forget. It's featuring Nicki Minaj. I'll see if I can find it. But it just goes so hard. And it's so catchy. Like, you yeah, my friends, got, my friends got me on the Young Thug too. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know every song. But I'm sold. I'm definitely sold on, on, uh, on the Young Thug wave, man. It's so weird because it's not what I would traditionally go for. But he just has this way of creating catchy songs. Like he just knows his style. Do you know? Uh, do you know the group? I don't really know them, but I know they're like a big. I don't know alternative group. Do you know the XX? No, I don't. 
Uh, okay, he got a song with. You got a song with the dude from that that's fucking crazy. It's called Anybody. That song, Anybody with Nicki Minaj. Anybody, is yeah, 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 amazing. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, Young Thug's dope. But yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's not cool to like that style of music. I think that's the problem is like if you're a hip hop head and you say you like that type of music or there's tracks that you like or artists, it's not. You know, people don't like hearing that. I've honestly grown to me, me and uh, one of my friends joke about it, but it's like, man, I've I've grown to. I hate hip hop heads. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> oh my god, fuck, I hate. You know what I mean? Like, it's like just yeah, you've taken it too far. Like, let let people let people have a variety. Let people listen to, like, lighten up. You know what I mean? Get up off the floor. Stop dancing around. Stop, sp- stop spinning on the cardboard, man. That's all. I'm just joking, well, man. I spoke to Mad Skills, and he was like, I would be upset if it wasn't changing. Like, why would you yeah. not want the genre to develop and get, become different? Because otherwise, it's just the same shit. That's how genres die, is they just stay the same for- forever. It's like, do you want to eat the same fucking meal every night, or do you want to? Do you want to watch the same TV show? Like, no, you got different tastes. You got different. So it's like, why can't we, <laughs> why can't it be okay that we have different fucking tastes of music according to the mood? Like, I'm not allowed to say I like Lil Baby. I think he's dope. Like, I, I just don't understand that. That, And I think I've always written that that fine line where I, 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 uh, I do dab onto that side. Now, I always try to make that a point because, like, People, man, people say the stupidest shit to hip hop heads, man. They say the stupidest shit. Like, so it's, I forget. I think it might have been like, it might have been something with Drake. And it was, it was like, oh, that's really cool. You met him, but like, your shit crushes his. Or it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, shut up. Like, no, I don't know, man. Anyway, I'm just joking, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I agree, but I get into that mode as well. I get into the mode where I start bitching and moaning, and then I'm like, "What am I talking about?" I listen to their music. Yeah, man, enjoy everything. It's positive attitude, man. Everything got its place. Everything got its place, and there's beauty in everything. That's one thing. When I started listening to music, trying to find the beauty in it or understand where that person is coming from, rather than judgment being the first instinct, that's when you enjoy a lot more music and you have a better experience with music. So I don't want to be bitter, man. I don't want to be bitter about music. I want to enjoy it. That's what it's here for, you know? I think that's the the perfect message. And to be honest, there are some tracks that you shouldn't be playing with. You're like, you're out, you know, with your girl or with your partner. You're yeah. off by the beach. It's sunny. Like some gang shit. I'm not going to play Dance with the Devil, Immortal Technique. Yeah. But I mean, if you want. <laughs> I mean, if you want to. That I mean. Like no hate from us, but like that's not what I would choose to play. Yeah, yeah, fucking, you're getting ready to have sex with your girl and throw on some cannabis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, I actually can't listen to hip hop. I like it, it, when I'm in that mood because I'm I'll become focused on the track where I'm like, fuck, I like this track too much, and then I'm not <laughs> like I'm just like it's it's so it's I'm like you pick the playlist pick a play like actually do you know what's good I realize EDM EDM I'm not an EDM person but like because it's it's a sound it's like 
just white noise to me. Whereas, like, if there's lyrics, I'm then like, oh, I thought you, I thought you were gonna say you're going to the temple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it helps the the the, the pace. Helps the rhythm. <laughs> That's funny as hell, man. I only have one more question for you, and it's sure. going to be the the toughest question that I ask. It's the only question that I plan on the show. Um, but if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of. Other, it doesn't have to be hip hop. It obviously can't be your own. Uh, just one album that everybody should listen to at least once. What would it be? I'm gonna go with a with a with a underrated thing that was that was big from our uh, our childhood uh, in my circle of friends. We loved it. And I'm, I'm only gonna say this because it's not like an obvious like Illmatic or something like that. Like so, I'm gonna say Master Ace, Long Hot Summer. I agree. Master Ace is unreal. Amazing. He, to me, is such an underrated artist for what he can do. Like That album, the way that album's put together, that album's insane. Like, that album, did you hear that album? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he got <clears throat> the, the Fats Belvedere, the way he got the, the way it's just a whole story, of, like, the whole summer. Like, it's, it's the skits, the concept, everything, the beats, everything, man. I think that's one that people should throw on front to back. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I had the pleasure of talking to Master Ace. He's yeah, I just saw that. such an interesting guy. Like he's he's just like I feel he's like still making music. Yeah, he is. He's actually writing a uh, like a I think it's like a play or like he's actually writing as well and is writing things and like. He um he recently dropped an album. I think it was last year he dropped an album. Um, that was really good. Um, get it. get shot from that is just absolute fire. It was it just sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, oh, can't speak more highly enough of Master Ace. Can't speak more highly of Quake Matthews. Look at me tying it in together. Um, but yeah, amazing amazing artist. Definitely check him out. And he's obviously got Spotify, YouTube, IG hit him up you know every every artist loves when their fans you know show them some love so make sure you continue showing love um make sure you check out you know all his projects you've also you also do freestyles on youtube as well to to different beats that's really cool to see that you know your, your style develops so check that out but you know man it was a pleasure having you on the show hey appreciate it man it's been a pleasure man Did, is there anything else you wanted to plug anything you wanted to shout out um not really, man. Um, not really, man. I just, I just, I just wish everybody the best. And uh, if a hip hop head tells you you can't like a certain artist, tell them to fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's all love, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe, and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news also don't forget to check out my patreon under hip hop hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show bye for now